0: Yeah. that would be very problematic yeah you're not going to see that all right good evening we're learning my sentence getting Yud you buckle up everybody buckle up the truth is that this Gemara shouldn't be so hard but one of the braces that's quoted here is only quoted like in a truncated way so we're kind of missing a flow in the brisa which makes it a little harder but we'll be able to navigate it together uh we are on your base Aleph eight or nine lines mm-hmm. down at the two dots, we learned in our Mishnah, mm-hmm. that there was an iteration where a person, a Baal, can say, I don't want to feed my Eved. And that's going to be the sugya that we're discussing today. Is, is that actually the case where mm-hmm. an a, a Baal can say to the Eved, work for me, and all of the proceeds that you make come to me. And you need to worry about your own food. So let's see if we can infer from our Mishnah and a couple of other places if this is true. It says the Gemara, What do we learn from our Mishnah? That says that uh, the Baal can say, I don't want to feed you. It must be, harav lomar A very simple inference. It's not really an inference. Our Mishnah stated it pretty black on white. That we are allowed, a Baal, a Rav, is allowed to say to his Eved, maybe we have a raya that this is the case, says the Gemara, not necessarily. What might have been going on in our Mishnah when he says, I don't want to feed you. It could be, not that, not that all of your proceeds go to me and you need to feed yourself, but perhaps you can work. And in addition to finishing the work that I need, the money that you make, you can use to feed yourself. So says the Gemara, that can't be. Because the Mishnah that we learned yesterday, the Mishnah on Yad Aleph is coupled together the world of Gite Nashim and the world of Shekhar Ravadim, And when you have an Ukimta on one case, you must have an Ukimta on the other. So if in fact it's the case that when it comes to the Evet, that we're talking about a case of Tzei ma'asei yadecha le mezonosecha, Dechavasei gabi isha, De'amar latzii ma'asei yadecha b'mezonose isha amaylo. Why can we not have that case? We know that we can't have that case scenario because we know it's in the Ksuba that a husband is obligated to feed his wife. The rules are different. So it says the Gemara, the cases are in fact different because Isha Bidilo Safko, you know, by a woman, if ever there's a case scenario where she doesn't have food, then the then the husband has to feed the wife. But maybe we should say to make the cases equal, Eved Nami Bidalo Safik, the Eved won't have money, says the Gemara. That person's not an Eved. If your Eved is not able to produce enough that he can't even feed himself, then he's, he's not worth—he's not worth his weight. He's just forget it. Just get about. Avda denohum krase lo an evet denohum krase—the bread of his stomach is not equivalent. Then Then why would the master or the mistress want him? He is useless. So the gemara therefore says this can't really be what's going on in our in our mishnah because we don't have a case where it's equal between yes. get ish and star yes. Therefore we don't have a raya. Therefore we don't know the answer to our question yet of whether or not um, the rav can say to the eved It's only applied to not an not an or a Correct. Um this applies only to the Canaanites. Only every economics. Yeah. And it, we'll we'll see. Not for Jewish. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's correct. That's correct. We'll see a raya for that on the Gemara a little bit later. So now the Gemara tries again. We we tried, <clears throat> we swung and missed. We don't have a raya yet as to whether or not it's acceptable to say Asei Mi So Tashma, third of the way down on Yod Baisumadala. This brisa is the one that I was referencing earlier. That's kind of it's presented piecemeal. Would have been a lot easier if it was all presented together. But here's the beginning of the brisa. Eved shogala La'ari <clears> miklat. <throat> you have an eved that exiles himself to an ear miklat. An ear miklat is utilized when a person kills someone bishogeg. So this eved killed someone bishogeg, and he has to go to the ear miklat to keep himself safe from the Goale hadam, from the family members who are interested in retribution. So while he's in the ear ain rabo lazono. I don't have to pay for it. That's his fault. I don't have to pay for him while he's in the ear He shouldn't have killed him. Granted, it was an accident, but that's not my problem anymore. Says the Gemara. But <inaudible> not only that. Ella <inaudible> say So part A is that I, the rab, am not chayv to pay the evet. I don't have to feed him while he's in the ir Ir-Miklat. And part B is that any proceeds that he makes while he works are mine. He's still my Eved. So it's a, an interesting split where on the one hand, I don't have to feed him. But at the same time, I get to keep the proceeds. Sh'ma what do we see from here? By virtue of the fact that it said, Ein rabo that when the Eved is in the ear Miklat, that the Rab doesn't have to support him. What do we see from here? Shema minah, harav lomar, we see from this b'risa about an ear Miklat that... An evid is, in fact, allowed to just say to this guy, you work for me, but I'm not feeding you. Go scrounge for food, go dumpster diving, knock on doors, not my problem. This is how the Abdus should work. So the Gemara says, maybe we have a riot from Ir miklat." The Gemara responds halfway down five lines before the wide lines. You're incorrect. What is this case of Ir miklat talking about? To Amar Lo, say, he's not telling him, I don't care about you. He's saying, you can work. You can work, but some of the money that you use to work, you need to feed yourself with. But I'm not feeding, says the Gemara. Then, what was the next part of the Bryce of Ba Yodav? You can't. You, if you're saying you're allowed to work and you need to feed yourself with the proceeds of your work, so then why later in the Bryce does it say that Maise Yodav, go back to him, that the work of the Eved is a stirrup? So the Gemara responds, Leha Adafa, when the Bryce says, that ain't rabo chayav So what does that mean? That means that I'm I'm telling you, you can work and feed yourself with your own money that you make. That's fine, but if you make any extra money beyond what you need to eat, I get the extras. That's what the haadafa means. Says the Gemara that should be pashat. Hadafa pshita. That should be obvious. Says the Gemara, not no, pasher, necessary. Is so my evet. He's a, he's a zero he doesn't it, have his own bank account no i mean in in in, in america and before the civil war that a lot of slaves would um the masters didn't have enough they didn't have work to keep them busy mm-hmm. on the plantation or wherever so right. the slave would say let me go rent myself out and they would rent themselves out to someone else they would basically like you get a wage yeah, and whatever, and he had to this this to this The difference he kept, and then he would buy himself a freedom. That happened right. very frequently. So you will see on the next page that there is a scenario where where avadim are going to ask their own case scenario. But you cannot compare uh, slavery in America to the halachic sure form I'm of eved Kanai. Right, I'm yeah. saying that. there is a, a economically like it, it Correct. has happened. It, I'm sure it has. But here the Gemara says it's it it is because my eved. All of his proceeds go to me. That's the, the, the profile of an evet is that you work for me. What you do, the labor of your hands goes to me. That's, that was the standing assumption of the Gemara. So the, so the Gemara says, it's still, uh, the lab, whatever he's it, the is still paying for the food. It's just in an indirect fashion. Not necessarily, because it could be that the, the person was able to produce a product for his master and make money. The master only really cared about the produced product. And the money that came as an aside, let's say he works for tips. So, so he, he busts tables. The master says, I want you to bust tables. So the tables have been bust and clean. The guy gets a couple of bucks extra on the side, ma so the guy can keep the tips. The gemara is saying, no, he can't, not if he's an Evid The abbot has to give over any extra money. So the, let's say he eats $10 a day. That's his food budget. That's what he needs to survive. So ten dollars, but he made he made twenty dollars today. So the extra ten that he made goes back to the goes back to the rob. No, but that's not what I was saying. I was saying that it's still considered, at least the way this is written, that the Rob is basically still responsible for his food. He's just letting him get it in a different way. In this version, that's that's correct. The Gemara here is rejecting the Havamina of that you, the evid, can work for me and I won't pay you. The Gemara is saying you cannot learn that from the Gemara of Ari Mikla. And that's exactly correct. The Gemara says, because we're dealing with a case where the, where the Rav said, say go work and feed yourself. I'm letting you use your time with me to work and feed yourself. You're right. That's rejecting the Havimia. We were trying to say, that maybe an Eved could say, an Eved, a Rav can say to the Eved, I say, work for me and I won't pay you. Go knock on doors, go dumpster diving. So says the Gemara, like you're saying, text from the Bryce and Ari Miklad you cannot prove that. Okay, so we would have assumed that the money is obvious. Why then, if the, if, if we assume that all the extra money is obviously going to go to the Rav, why mention it? That since when the Eved works, if he only makes... What he needs to eat, no money goes to the to the Rav. So to Ki isle, I might have thought the Ki isle, when there is extra money, Nami, Lo Lishkolmine, that perhaps the Rav, the Master, will not take the money from the Eved, Kamashvalon, that that's not true. So there was a Habamina that because there are certain circumstances when the Eved, makes makes money and doesn't give it to the master, which is when he makes less than his food requirement, again, like $9 a day, let's say, and he needs to, he needs $10 of food. So then no money goes to the master. So there is a Havamina that maybe, therefore, that even when there is extra, it wouldn't go to the master. It says the Gemara, what is that? these rules should apply everywhere. The case of Ari Mikla, why are we discussing the case of Ari Mikla? Like, this should be true across the boards. It doesn't have to be a case of Ir Mikla where like, He's in a faraway location. It could be true any day of the week that I could say, that I could say, uh, you know, go work and feed yourself and I get the extra. So the Gemara says, you're 100% right. The reason why we brought the case of Ari Miklat is because there's a Chiddush to be learned from the case of Ari Miklat. Last of the short lines, end of the line, I might have thought that the Pasuk says, what is the Pasuk? So the Gemara says, and he should live there. Maybe because he's in a place where he knows nobody, I have to give him Chius Tfei. I have to support him even more. So that's the Chiddush of the Gemara, is that the Halacha, even when the Evid is in a more complex place, I don't need to change the way I treat him, Kamash Malan, that the rules apply similarly both in an Ir Mikla, which is a more complex place for an eved, and even in a regular place uh, of where the evid lives. So says the Gemara. I understand what you're saying. You tried to say but you failed because really that b'risa and Ari miklat could have been talking about instead of saying ve'enizancha, work for free at like, No, you can work. Say, say, go work, and then and then feed yourself. Says the Gemara. That's not possible. sefa because the b'risa of your miklat has a continuation. What's the continuation of the b'risa of your miklat? The Gemara says aval if a woman if a man's wife accidentally killed somebody and then she ends up being gulsa she ends up being exiled to an ear miklat, what's the din over there okay what does that imply he must not have said to her say go out and feed yourself say the bricer says the husband's obligated to pay which means that if a husband's obligated to feed her now, he clearly didn't tell her to feed herself. Okay. That if he had said, Go work and feed yourself, and I won't ask you for the for the money that you spent, why then would the b'risa say, Baila And if that's true by the Isha, umid seifa de lo amarla, if it's true that by the wife. If it's true that the husband did not say to her, go work and use the money that you benefited from your work to feed yourself, then Rashanami, in regards to the case of the Evet, it must also be the case of Delo Amarla, where he didn't say to her, say, go out and spend money and feed yourself. If that's true, we're back to our original question that maybe we do have a raya that you can say, Ase imi ve'enizancha says the Gemara, nope, not correct, two-thirds of the way down, three lines into the wide lines, really, the Olam, the omarle, really both by the wife and by the Eved, all parts of the Brisa of Ir miklat. there's no question, says the Gemara, that the message that the Rav gave to the Eved and that the Baal gave to the Isha is where he says, "Say, go and work, and I won't take your proceeds, you can feed yourself. But we're talking about a case. Why did the b'risa say specifically by a woman that it's chai b'mezono seha? Because b'delo s'afka, she wasn't able to make make enough money. And now, here's another part of that very same b'risa. Again, this is the third piece of the b'risa, all laid out over various lines. The Gemara says, We have another line that says, And if, in fact, he would have said to her, Oh, so if the Saifah is saying in iteration that if he would have said, go work and you can use the money to feed yourself, what does that imply about the earlier parts of the Mishnah? Miklal de delo amarla. It must be that earlier in the Mishnah, in the Bresa, by your the husband must not have said to the wife, go, go work, and whatever money you make, you can use to feed yourself. Does she kill someone? That's why she's got to go to this Anyone who kills by accident, only Bishogik. If you kill the Mezi, you don't who have to kill what? She yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> because it, uh, the Gemara doesn't say, and it doesn't really matter, but anyone who's killed the Shogig, let's say Rahman al-Lislan, a person is driving and they kill someone while they're driving. Uh, that case of Shogig. Down, no. what? Right, yeah, that's Makos, the Gemara there discusses all of those cases. So it's not every case. It has to be a case where there's like a, you know, significant shogeg. So in a case like that, then a person ha- is allowed to go to the ear Miklach because the Torah gives a reprieve for murder for the family members of the one who died. Those people that are called the goel hadam, the ones who redeem the blood, they are allowed to kill the accidental murderer unless they're in an ear miklat. So an ear miklid is a place of refuge for accidental murderers so the families can't get to them. And in the biblical times, there were six of them, three on the eastern side of the Jordan, three of them on the western side of the Jordan. The Torah speaks about all of this. So that's where she was. Anyways, the Gemara says, we're back to our question over here because it can't be that in the Reisha that we're talking about a case where the husband said to the wife, go work and you can use the money that you make to feed yourself. So it says the Gemara, Hachikamar. really here's what's going on. If she does have enough food, and the Omar law, if she has enough food, and he says to her, that if she does have enough food, if she does have enough work and therefore enough food, and then he says to her, why don't you go out and just whatever money you make, says the Gemara, if you know she has enough money, so God, push it that works. Of course, that should work that you're going to tell her to go do your thing. So says the Gemara, Usually, when the Gemara speaks about snees we're typically pretty strict about it. So it says the Gemara, If we know she has enough money, Pasha, this should work. The Gemara responds three-fourths of the way down. That all of the covet of a woman is internal, which is a Pasuk that's code word for women should be super modest. And maybe, in its application over here, it's not appropriate for a woman to have to make herself so public in order to fundraise in order to make sure that she can put money money on the table, food on the table, kamash malan, that she is allowed to do that. I've had people knock on my door, mishulachem, mishulachos, both men and women. Of course, the percentages are 95 to 5. Have you had this also? I've had. Yeah, I've had it with tattoos in a shetel. Dvarim pshutim. Yeah, I had that in my house on Finch about, about 10 years ago. Huh? I'm shocked. At yeah, but they it, it's harder to say no. We're so used to the profile of the male, and we're like, so it's harder to say no. But the Gemara says that's not a lack of tznis. All right. So, says the Gemara, let's continue. Perhaps the discussion of whether or not a Rav can tell an Evid, perhaps that is really a machlokas tanoim. Let's see, Reb Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, lomar Le b'Shnei b'Tzores, and Eved is allowed to say to his master in years of famine, Listen, you got to figure something out, boss. O Parnaseni, O Hotziyani leCheres. You you either have to give. There's no there's no work for me to do, uh, like you were saying, Kevin earlier. The plantations are dead. The, the fields are dead. I have no work to do. I, I can't even work for you to make money. But I'm gonna die. You gotta you gotta figure it out. O Parnaseni, either give me money. Or let me go and let me become a full-fledged Jew. We'll see what the application here is in a minute. That's shita number one. And v'chachamem omrem, nope, harishus biyad rabo. So maybe this is the machloketz. The first opinion that says that you have to feed me. So that opinion is that you're not allowed to tell an eved, work for me for free. And the second opinion, which says, is that he always has the latitude to say, so perhaps this is the machlokas. My <laughs> perhaps the machlokas of Rav Shimon ben Gamliel. And the Chachamim in regards to years of famine is as follows: the Mar Savor Yachol. The Chachamim are of the opinion that we are allowed to say aseimiv eini zoncha. Umar eno And Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, who says that the Eved is allowed to say O <laughs> eno He's not allowed to say aseimiv <laughs> eini You can't starve the guy to death. You got to feed him. Says the Gemara, no. It, I mean, it may be true there's a machlokas about it. We'll see that there's certainly a machlokas amarayim about a Seimi zancha, but it's certainly not a machlokas tanaim from here. Why not? Because the Gemara says, v'tizbara? is it logical to assume from this b'risa that we actually have a machlokas about a Seimi veini zancha? After all, why is the language of High Oparneseni Ohotian in the Cherus? What do you mean, Hotian He should have said, Oparneseni, otainli Maise Yodai Biparnasasi we're talking about whether or not it's possible to say a seimi v'nizanchah. So if, if, if that's what Rav and Ben and the Chachamim are arguing about, then what does cheirus have anything to do with this? We're talking about funding this guy's stomach. Get him some food. So therefore, it shouldn't have said it should have said, or, or give me my seyadai v'parnasasimi b'elei. But furthermore, if the machlokas is whether or not we're able to say a seimi what does this have to do with years of famine? It's always true. ode <laughs> Great. So again, if you want to say that there is a machlokes, tanoim, in regards to a seimi whether or not we can totally shaft an eved and say, work for me, but I'm not feeding you, go knock on doors, go dumpster diving. Is that allowed? Yes or no? That, there may be a machlokes, but it's certainly not from here. Ella, because that doesn't make sense, ha'cha and what must be going on in this b'risa that's speaking about shnei years of famine, to Omar, Le, it must be where the Baal said to the Eved, where the Rav said to the Eved, Really, we're talking about a case where the Eved did say, you can use money from your work to feed yourself. I'm okay with that. No problem. But in Vishnei sores it happened to be a year of famine, and he lo sipek, He wasn't making enough. So now, in that frame of mind, here's the Machlokas, Rashbag Savar, O Parnaseni, Oh, Hotziani Lecherus. Why did Rabshimben say, either feed me or let me free? Ah, oh, the let me free was a very critical language. Why? People will see that I'm a freed slave. Now I'm a full yid. And then they have the green card. It's not stomp. These people are real. But no, if the guy who's a giver is a giver. He's a giver across the board people who are going to be sensitive and giving to those who are B'nei Chori, people who are B'nei and they're Mamish, they're Jews now. So then great. They're also going to have remember that an Eved still has halachic status of some kind, like an Isha, whatever the parameters are. So that's what this Machlokas is all about. And therefore, again, no Raya one way or the other about a Now we're going to see two sets of, of comments, one from Rav, and one from Rav Yochanan. And we'll see that Rav and Rav Yochanan do have opinions on the matter. And we'll see, of course, as we always do between Rav and Rav Yochanan, that there's a machlokas. Toshma, three lines from the bottom. Do'ma Rav. Rav says as follows. Ha makdish avdo. A man who says about his slave that all of the proceeds of the slave are now hektish. Osoha Eved, What should he do for food? Love, the ocher, the ose uporea. He needs to borrow money, turn that into food and eat. Then he needs to work and pay off what he borrowed to eat. Oh, what do we see from this b'risa? What we see from this b'risa is that in a case where the Rav says that the Eved, that everything he does is hectic, he has to fend for himself. Dumpster diving. So he has to go borrow, borrow food from people and then pay back on his own dime. So that's a beautiful raya. Says the Gemara, not necessarily. Perhaps there was already food that was given to him. There's no riot from the Brai said that there was no food given to him. Says the Gemara, if food was given to him, then, then why is he borrowing to get food? If I've given you my evident allocation for food, why are you dumpster diving? Why are you now borrowing to get more food? Says the Gemara, he wanted a little bit of extra food. He's a fresher. You gave me a thousand calories. I want to eat 2,000 calories, so I go and I borrow money. That's on me. I says the malay Hektish. perhaps the the, uh, the administrators of the Besa Miktash would say, listen, no extras for you. Really, you've been working just fine with no extra food, a thousand calories a day. maybe you shouldn't actually be pushing to get more food. So therefore, it's all on you. Says the Gemara, that's really not what Hektish would do. Because remember what this servant is doing. All the proceeds of this servant go to Hectish. So Hektish is invested in this guy being a good worker. So says the Gemara, Hectish gufe nichalei. For Hectish, for themselves, it's good that this person should be, should be eating well. Ki So that this Eved is well fed and he'll be a better producer. You know, it's like work, workplace satisfaction. If you do a better job of retaining your staff, you make them all happier, their production is much greater. We all know that a medium-talent employee who is very well-managed is better than a fantastically talented employee who is poorly managed. much rather have the medium people than than the more talented one. So says the Gemara, okay, but we have a significant issue here. Remember that we said that all of the handiwork of this slave goes to Hectish. How does he pay back for the food he borrowed? Says the Gemara, Ose wow. Uporea. How is he paying people back? Everything he does is hektish, says the Gemara, Kama Kama Every time he, he produces one little trinket, it's instantly hektish. So says the Gemara, Chidish. When do things get sent over to hektish? Only when it is a full pruta worth of production. But pachos pruta. when it's less than the production of a pruta, so let's say we're talking about um, a dime, and here I only produce a nickel. If a dime is considered a pruta, and I produce only a nickel, the nickels I can use to pay people back. But And that's how we pay them back first. After that, all the money then goes to Hektish. And says the Gemara, hachanami mistabra, it's logical to assume that Rav is of the opinion that we can say, ase'i mi ve'eni zancha as we said on the bottom of yud Bezim Aleph. Why? Because there's another comment of Rab. To Rab. Rab, says, Avdo, a person who sanctifies all of the handiwork of his evid, Oso HaEved, Oso that evid has to do something in order to eat. De'ilo Avda, if he doesn't work to eat, Man leh, who's going to feed him? Who's going to work to feed him? Obviously, he must be serving himself. Now, e amris that both statements of Rav are saying the same thing. Hach bemaila, the hach is a reference to the comment on the bottom of Yudbeezim and Aleph, and that's where bemaila were feeding him. Yachal, and you're not allowed to say, Asaymi veeni zancha, and this braisa over here, it's not a braisa, this comment of Rab, this memra is be where you're not feeding him, shapir, then all the shitzas of Rab. A line Ella says the Gemara, third of the way down. We're going to be going to the two dots. Um, oh, it's actually not a two dots, but we're stopping at the word Tanya at about 15 lines from the bottom. So it says the Gemara, Ella. Uh, if the first comment of Rab on the bottom of Yud Beizamid Aleph is where he wasn't fed, and we are allowed to say a Ve'Nizancha Diilo Avda Man because he's got to find a way to feed himself. Man we have no one who's going to feed him. it must be This is the opinion of Rab of that he's not allowed to say semi Ve'Nizancha. Where do we see this from? Because in Rav's first comment, we on the bottom of Yud Bezmar, if we had said, Maila he did give him Mizonos. And if he's giving him Mizonos, why would he do that? It must be that you're not allowed to say That is the Shita of Rab. Now let's see a Shita of his counterpart of Rav Yochanan, Tashmah, third of the way down. Damrav Yochan Rav Yochanan says, Hakoteya Yad avdo Let's say that I cut off the hand of your slave. So what's the din? The din is that I have to pay you. What do I have to pay you? No saying shivto urufuaso le rabo. I have to give sheves, those are the wages for lost labor. And however that's calculated, that's discussed in Bava Kama. Urifuaso, And I have to pay the bill for healing that goes to the rab. So says the Gemara, continuing in this comment of Rav Yochanan, oso ha'eved nizon Who feeds the evid when he's in the hospital? Sadaka, why not the master? Must be Shmamimah says the Gemara. Maybe Rav Yochanan argues with Rav. Rav, as we saw on the bottom of Yud Beizim Adalof, and here on the top of Yud Beizim Beiz, Rav was of the opinion you cannot say "asei mi ve'enizancha." Rav Yochanan shows in this case that when I injure your slave and he's fed from charity, he's fed from the Tamchui, and he's not fed from the Rab, it must be that says the Gemara. Not necessarily. Maybe Rav Yochanan doesn't hold that way. And maybe it's perhaps it is where he has already been given food. And if he wants anything extra, and why is he going to the tamchu? he's going to the Chicago Chesed Fund to get some extra food? Because he's hungry. But, but really, maybe the Bailan, maybe the Rav actually gave him enough food. So says the Gemara, if that's true, then the word Nizon is not the right word. Nizon is the word that we use to assume minimum requirements of food. But now he's eating extra. It should say that misparnes from Tzedakah Mibayle. Misparnes says, okay, this guy's making a living. This isn't the minimum calorie intake. He wants more food and he's getting more food. So then the word Nizon is wrong. El shm'amina, shm'amina. It must therefore be that we are uh, we are talking about a case where someone is allowed to say, uh, one last small set of questions and then we'll stop for the day. Omar Mar, we had said in the name of Rav Yochanan, that if I cut off the hand of your Eved, the din is that I have to pay you, my friend, and who is the Rav of the Eved, I have to pay you Sheves and Ripui. I have to pay you for the lost wages, and I have to pay you for the healing. Shivto pshita. <laughs> Obviously, if I caused you lost wages, Pasha, that I have to give that money to you. So says the Gemara, why did it say Shivto? Only because of the following refu'as, you're right, Sheves was obvious, but the Chiddush was the Rafua. So says the Gemara, refu'as Didehu, the boy Yeba, why are we giving money to the Rav? The person who's injured is the Evid. I cut off his hand. He's got to buy prosthetics. He's got to have surgeries, whatever it is. Why is the money going to the rab? Says the Gemara, Lo there's only money going to the Rav in a unique scenario. Where really, De imdu'a yome. there was an assumption of five days worth of healing. And let's assume it's $100 a day. I owe $500 for Rafua. But, the The doctor gave him a much stronger medication, and he healed faster, who the extra $200 is the tzar of the person who got injured, the Eved and the money goes to him, that no, the money that goes to the Eved is only for that which will heal him, and that which is left over if he, gets, if he heals faster goes back to the Rav. We'll stop right here at Tanya. We'll pick up in your tomorrow on Monday night, is today Sunday? Yes.
1: yes I will
0: say so Monday night we're together, Tuesday night we're together, Wednesday I'm recording and posting and then I'm back in town again. Wishing you all a beautiful night.